0: It is episode number 32 of the Black and White Men Talking Podcast. I am Leslie Peters. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Dave Wiseworth, the one and only. How are you doing, man?
1: Leslie, I am so good. I just can't stand it. And I'm even better because I haven't seen you for a while. And it's good to see your smiling face because you you bring sunshine in my life. And um, we need more people like that. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for being my friend, because you know what, you. Um, I'm a little short on the friends, and uh, it's good to have another one.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Look, it's been, it's been, it's been long, but we are back and we're here, and we're ready to continue our dialogue with the world. And even though we have have uh, taken a little mini break here, uh, it seems that the world and the foolishness in the world has not. So <laughs> we had a lot to talk about. So uh, I think it's your turn, my friend, to kick us my off. Turn. We're going we're to gonna kind of freestyle tonight as we get back in the saddle from our short uh, fall break and get ready for the fall stretch and the episodes that come in
1: yeah. um,
0: down the hatchet. But So we're going to freestyle tonight and just kind of hit some of the things that we wanted to talk about that have kind of gone down while we've been on break and we're just going to hit a couple of topics and kind of get you as an audience back into the mode as well. So I'm going to turn it over to my good friend, Dave, and he's going to navigate us tonight and, and I'm going to follow and we're going to see what kind of good trouble we can get into.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Leslie, thank you very much. I, uh, something that's been on my mind, I am inspired. Of course, we both love sports and that's a great connection for us and I appreciate effort. Honest, uh, hard work and effort and and pure talent. Um, And I witnessed that in a young lady. She was 19 years old at the U.S. uh, Tennis Championship in New York uh, back in uh, the end of August, early September. I can't even remember. I know it's around Labor Day-ish. And
0: September, I want to say September 3rd or 4th, something like
1: that. Yeah. And uh, this young lady uh, named Coco Goff, uh, she was 19 and, and the youngest champion uh, uh, in that tournament uh, for a long time, and I was just so proud of her. She really, she played so well, and and she she represented America, uh, you know, in in the highest uh, way possible. I mean, I was just very proud of her, and and just. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't believe in her. And a lot of people said, well, you might win this or you might win that, but you're not going to win this next thing. And, and you're not going to win a grand slam and all this stuff. And, and it just was fuel. And her mom and dad, uh, her parents, I feel like they've, they've raised a fine young woman. And uh, I was just really impressed. My wife and I both, we just, uh, we're not huge tennis fans. Um, Our daughter played tennis and stuff in, in high school and did fairly well, but but we're just not, you know, big into it. But uh, I just, I'm big into individuals getting out there and competing and just bringing home the trophy. I, I mean, she just, she was impressive I, and just um, her attitude. She, she just uh, exudes personality. And I just, I just felt like she, she had a very high moral standards and I appreciated her faith And uh, and just, you know, getting to know a little bit about her. So just, um, you know, I hadn't really known anything about her, but uh, but I just wanted to shout out to her. And I appreciate, uh, you know, how hard she'd worked and to get where she got. And uh, nobody gave it to her. Nobody said, here, you can have this. She did it. She took took everybody on any any opponent and she beat them all. And she's a world champion in that in that tournament, you know, in the national uh, U.S. championship. And so, just just was very heartwarming to me. Uh, I, I always appreciate people uh, excelling, uh, doing their best, and 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 young people coming along. Because as you know, we're getting older, so somebody's going to have to, you know, take over this crazy world. <laughs> and and I tell you what, she's I think she's uh, got very capable hands. And uh, I just, I don't know what you know about her, or you might have something you want to uh, fill in the blanks there. So, Leslie?
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I do. The same way I looked at Serena when they came on the scene, uh, the same way I look at Coco Golf, the same way I looked at Naomi when she won, um, man, they incredibly talented.
1: Yeah.
0: They, they made me dream for a minute, you know, all the things they can do that I know I can. <laughs> um, because you know they make tennis look so easy. They make it look like a game. You, okay, you can grab your tennis racket, you can go out to the tennis court, and you can do the things they do. And then when you grab your te- racket, like I did, and you go out to the tennis court, and you realize, yeah, this is this is not easy.
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> so no. I mean, incredibly well spoken, um, very articulate, very smart, but very conscious. Mm-hmm. for her age of 19 of not only what's going on in the, what's going on in the state of Tennessee, but what's going on in the world uh as it relates to the thing that we lament over all the time in terms of human relations and humanity. Right. And what's what's going right with humanity, what's going wrong with humanity, and how we've gotten away from the basis premises of treat others as you would desire to be treated. Um it's not rocket science, I say it all the time. It's just a really <laughs> simple recipe. But <laughs> but we in America would complicate the simple thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we spend we major in the minors, yeah. you know, Leslie. So many times we get bogged down in in stupid minutia, things that that uh, don't amount to hella beans, is what we say in Southern Indiana. You know, hella beans is not worth anything really. <laughs> right. uh, it's basically a, a few little. Uh, beans that you plant in the garden and 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 so many we we make such a big deal yeah. out of stuff that's not really a big deal we get offended at so many things that you know people don't mean to offend um now a lot of people do mean to they're rude yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I would I would I was about to say I do I get the difference
1: no, no, no but but a lot most most decent people aren't getting up every morning and saying you know what I think I want to offend, you know, black people today because I'm a white guy. So I want to offend black people. I want to be rude to them and and be obnoxious and just go out of my way, you know, to to put them down. And it's like, no, don't think so. <laughs> you well, know, I
0: think Dave. let me interject once I think it goes back to what we talk about all time. 90% of the world and 90% of the people here do not do that. Right. So we got 10% <laughs> that do. And for whatever reason, as long as the 90 percent remain voiceless and we sit on the sidelines, the only voice that we are hearing is from the 10 percent. Right. And that's a problem. And it's always been a problem. Yeah, it's still the problem. I I told uh, some of my Bible study members and I I made a strategic decision to have a new experience um, this particular uh, fall year. Uh, I was challenged by my daughter by my daughter to to get in by, back in Bible study and and, and I did and uh, and so I, I go to a Bible study where I'm the only black guy there. It's probably ooh, it's a men's Bible study. It's probably 250 of us. There's I think I've counted. I think there's four black guys, right? so i do that consciously to always expand my perspective and also to bring my perspective to people that don't get a chance to hear right deep for you and then that's always gives me growth and i always learn and i'm always because i'm always working on me yeah and i think like i told them and they i shared something with him they asked me they said, i said look dr king had it right when he said you know hey if if you see something wrong and you don't speak up, you're just as guilty as the person that committed the crime, right? And so we have to remember that as the 90%, the reason why we, if we just did our part, just our part, the world would never hit a 10%. So then if we just did our part, what the world would see is the beauty of how America really loves people because you would see the 90%. Yeah. But when the 90% all go to bed and say nothing, and the only yeah. voice that America is hearing, that people that are not here that look at us are seeing, is the voice of the 10%. And we've got to own that And we've got to admit our fault. And we got to wake our butt up and get to work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that ownership, that's that's a key, Leslie. I uh, We had a, uh, a coach at Indiana University, uh football coach. And he coached... Um, uh, ben Roethlisberger, uh, who was great quarterback, uh, Super Bowl champion at, at Pittsburgh for the Steelers. Right. And he had played at Miami of Ohio. And then, uh, Terry Hepner was his coach and, and they were buds. Well, Terry came to Indiana university and was really getting things going. And then he got cancer and he died. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just a really tragic thing. And he wrote a book and he talked about that. He said, you know, um, you got to take ownership okay when you're aware of something when you know something you're responsible for it okay so once you know it you can't you can't turn your back on it and 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 you know we talk about sins well there's two ways you can can sin and and one is to commit an act or a bad thing do a bad thing okay but the other thing is omission where you know the good that you need to be doing and you don't do it that's a sin of omission you're, you're right. omitting to do stand up and say, wait a minute, Leslie, you know, you can't be beating your wife or, or hey, Dave, you can't be, you know, cheating guys in business. You know, you got to and, and we got to h- hold each other accountable. And and I don't care who you are. You know, we make mistakes and but we need to be honest. And I, I say we need to be intellectually honest, which means if it's somebody in my family and they screw up, I need to say, hey. My brother, yeah, he messed up, even yeah. though he's my brother and I love him, but he messed up and we're trying to get him help, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Listen, Dave, I I, I shared this in a lecture um, for my class in a class lecture a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about really breaking down the science of emotional intelligence. And I said, here's the problem. I say emotion in themselves have no intellectual capacity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Emotions are simply reactors, and they react to whatever triggers them. Yeah. So, but they don't—they don't have any thinking power. The emotions right. don't think. They—they they simply react. They—they they can't process. They can't. So, when you have a person um, that just has emotions, right? Yes. And they don't have the other part, which is emotional plus the intelligence. Because right. Have emotional intelligence, the intelligence serves as a navigational system or a GPS for the emotions to make sure that you go to the proper directions and you stay on course. When you have intelligence with the emotions, now you can be anywhere because you have no path because emotions are not guided, they just simply react to triggers. And here's what happens here's an example. So if I send a trigger, to the angry emotion, then the angry emotion is gonna react in anger. Yeah. yeah. Right now, it doesn't have any ability to control itself, but depending on what trigger triggers that angry emotion, it's gonna react that way. Yeah. So if it's a trigger of violence, then the angry emotion is gonna react in violence. Yeah. If it's a trigger, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. It's just, it's just reactionary. So yeah. when you have the intelligence factor, now, the intelligence factor guards that. So when that emotion goes to anger emotions, the intelligence kicks in and it tells that anger emotion how you have to behave. Yeah. And so that processes that anger and yep. then it gives it a roadmap and step-by-step instructions of what it's supposed to do. Right, right. So we Yeah, we've got to have emotional intelligence. And I told my kids, I said, so here's the thing. When you date, when you friend, when you socialize, <laughs> you really have to analyze is this person just emotional or do they have emotional intelligence? Good and if point. they don't have emotional intelligence, they are not dating material. They That's are right. not friend material. They are not socializing material because what's going to inevitably happen is because they're emotional, that emotion is going to get you into a situation that you didn't call, didn't ask for, didn't want, don't yeah. desire that you can't get out of.
1: That's right. And it'll have long-term consequences that will, will not be good for either one of you. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that, you know, we just don't have the emotional intelligence that we should have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And And why is it? Because that comes from learning, always learning, always being in a state of being uncomfortable. Because if you're always in a state of being uncomfortable, that means you're always growing. Yeah. If you're comfortable, then you're not growing anymore. Because right. Everything is familiar to you. And so that's why right. I I chose to do something different. By the city. That's why I'm, I
1: chose, I'm because,
0: impressed. Yeah. I need to be uncomfortable. So yeah. therefore I'm always growing. I'm going to tell I you just, something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Okay. So there's four, maybe four or five uh, black guys in this group of 250, uh, uh, in a Bible study. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have the one thing in common is your faith, you know, Mm -hmm. but you also like you and I, we have a lot of things in common. Yeah. We're, we're men, we're, we're husbands, we're fathers, you know, we're Christians in our faith. We are, we're workers. I mean, we like to, to, uh, create things. And we like to, you know, uh, you know, provide for our families, you know, we have that work ethic in our hearts. But Leslie, I'm gonna tell you something. Those 245 white guys in there and you five black guys, you have no idea. The high, high percentage of those men in there that would love no, I mean, truly love to help you advance in your life, in your family, in your work. I mean, and, and, and as they get to know you, there will be opportunities that come your way because they want to, because they see this crazy chaos in the world and they see the ugliness and they know, you know, the, the, the mistreatment, maltreatment of, of, of of black folks. And so they are like myself and I, I feel it myself. I'm like, you know, it's like, if I have a chance, you know, of course I, I want to help Everybody that that deserves help. I mean, if you're, if you're a scumbag, you know, like you said, and, and you just go on your emotions and you do bad things. But but I'm saying in that group of men, I bet it's high 90 some percent that would love to have the opportunity <clears throat> to help you out in some way, uh, just as a, a personal way to say, you know what? We're not all bad guys. Uh, we we want the best for everyone. You know, and in our faith, it should be that way. I, I've I've heard some horror stories of of, of churches and, and Christians in the past and some of the ridiculous things they did, you know, yeah. and the separations and stuff. And I'm like, really? And I just and they just kind of went along with stuff. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. I just that that really has always bothered me. So uh they
0: well, you you hit it right on the head, and, and the beauty of it is. We learn from each other because here's what we realize. Once you and that's why it's so important what we do here at Black and White Men's Talking, because what we're encouraging people to do is have conversations you don't normally have. What right. you gonna find out when you start talking after a few minutes, you're gonna forget you black and white, because you're that's gonna right. start having all of these common things and you realize, oh, that's just a man issue. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's just a husband challenge. That's just a a father challenge. And so, it's so many similarities we have. Yeah. But if you don't take the time to truly talk to somebody and get to know somebody, you will never know. And here's where that when you don't... See, because that's what gives you emotional intelligence by having a conversation. When you don't, you're making assumptions. That's right. So now... Yeah. Now that's how we get into trouble because you're making an assumption <laughs> that this, this, and you don't know what you're talking about because you ain't got nobody to talk to. That's, that's so right, yeah. We, yeah. You know, that's the beauty of it. And I, I
1: said, look, man, God created us all, so. Yeah, but I, I really think, I think you're going to be surprised at the number of opportunities that come your way by getting to know these guys. And like you said, when you talk and they they learn more about you, You know what they're doing? And it's like Andy Andrews, my favorite author. He says one of his, the most favorite thing he loves to do in life is connect good people with good people, okay? When you're in that group with those men, their mind is constantly thinking uh, when they talk to you and they find out about you, you know, what kind of work you do, what kind of uh, interest you have, what, what about your family? And they are constantly thinking, who do I need to connect this guy with? you know, to help him out, you know, and vice versa. You, you do that, Leslie, when you run into people and and you respect them and, and you think a lot of them and you're thinking, okay, I want to pass, pass their name around to people that, that they can help, you know, or vice versa that, people that can help them. And that's what it's about. It's about how and and the more you learn about people, the better off both of you are, because then I have an opportunity. The more I know about you, the more I can help you. And the more I know about you, uh, then the more that you can say, oh, well, Dave Woodsworth, you know, and and it works all the way around. It's just a matter of we want each other to win. And that's what this is all about. We want each other to win in life. I mean, with our family, with our, 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 relationships, everything we want us to win. And so, and, and if that's in your heart, you know, we're all, we're going to, we're going to be just fine.
0: <laughs> you know what I tell you, man, bro, brother, I love you. Uh, it's always, it's just always great. And my heart gets so much joy just to, just to see you and, and talk to you and, and, and get inspired. And, uh, as you know, you know, life has been life and, and and I always said the devil's always busy, and, and yeah, and being able to reach out. And even when I wasn't able to talk, just send a text and say, Hey, man, just pray for me, buddy. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, keep us in your prayers, and knowing not just you, but the band of our our, our mastermind group. And I and I and I, I watched, you know, went back and watched the replay. I heard you guys' prayers, I felt them. That all started with a conversation, yep. and. You're right, And I think about how much value that's brought to my life. I can't wait till we all get together. But I just think that so many people really would benefit and want and desire to have that type of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and don't know how to do it. So what I would like to do on one of our future episodes, we're going to just break down the art of how to start that conversation, which is something you do better than anybody I've ever seen. How to do that. Just- <laughs> <laughs> And I want you to walk people through that day because I think there are people like you said they want to do it, they just don't know how. And they're scared to death, and they, and 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 you do it with God has blessed you with a personality to be able to do it with such ease. And so, in the future, we'll have an episode we will just vote and we'll all go to the Dave Watsworth School of Networking, <laughs> and uh, and I really want you to understand how to just have these conversations don't make it rocket science it's not dave and i will tell you we don't do rocket science we're not that smart that's
1: right we don't,
0: don't do that i'm so, down in the
1: last three brain cells so how could i be you know any any genius you know i mean the rest of them are all burnt out <laughs>
0: but you're you're a genius you're masterful god does bless you with a unique ability you're really masterful at that first initial conversation it gets it started and that's the toughest one the cold you Know in sales we would call it the cold call, right? That's right. It's the toughest thing to learn, it's the toughest thing to take because you know off the bat 95% of your interactions are gonna lead in rejections and no. Yeah. So how do you how do you keep going? But you and I and I think um that's gonna really bless some people. Because yeah. I think there's like I say, 90% of us wanna do the right thing. Sure we do. We just don't, we just don't know how. And yeah. so we're gonna have you walk us through because um i can't wait till we hit the stage together man because uh, oh my gosh i just don't know yeah, we
1: got what to hit the stage you're right yeah
0: yeah when we hit the stage when the book comes out i'm telling you, you it'll be magical you ready for uh and then when the whole crew gets together you guys are really don't know what you're getting ready for
1: and um, we need I, leslie to sing can you imagine yeah, having that. Her? we can
0: definitely do that
1: oh my gosh can she can bring it. the house down it's she the young a, lady has. Yeah, Ooh. she
0: has a little group now. So they're doing their thing.
1: Um, uh,
0: I am proud of you. I am so glad that you made that cold conversation in Franklin, <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, to me, because that's how this started. I just want to be clear mm-hmm. it wasn't Leslie, it was Dave that started the conversation with Leslie that started this all. So this beautiful friendship that we have. And, and he, I'm telling you, he is masterful at it, right? And it's so genuine. It's so <laughs> it, it makes it look so easy. Uh, <laughs>
1: you better put it out. My head's going to start swelling so big. But you do.
0: But you do. You make it. It's just natural. It, it, it doesn't come across as fake. It doesn't yeah. come across as pushy. It's just a genuine, you feel the realness. And I think that people don't know how to do that, man. And I, I just really want you to share that and share that from your heart. And we're going to help some people learn how to have conversation so then they can have the love and the conversations that we share and have yeah. now we're going to wrap this up because we promised the people wouldn't be long but we've given them a lot of good really what i call um what, what they say you know when you get it out the mud right when yeah you put your hand in mud you can't pull your hands out and they come out clean right they always got a sure. bunch of it on them right <laughs> well when when dave Sticks his hand in the mud of conversation. He pulls his hands out and there's nothing on his hands. That's how fluid he is with it. So we're going to learn that art. The art That'll of be a
1: fun episode. That'll be a fun episode. I, I'm, I'm excited for um, the feedback on that and the people yeah. you know, getting back with us and saying, man, that, wow, I appreciate you making, you know, laying that out so simply, you know, how I can do that. And, and, and so, you know, sometimes we just don't realize things that that we're good at. We think everybody. You know, it's like, well, it's you know, my dad. He was just a, oh my gosh, the most wonderful man, uh, the kindest, most respectful of anybody. And and I tell you, we got a beaten. I mean, a serious beaten if we ever disrespected anybody. Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Same thing here wouldn't tolerate it he just wouldn't put up with it and uh you know and it's like and we're from a small town we didn't have black people but i guarantee you he treated everybody everybody with total <laughs> respect now he didn't like everybody because right. there were, you know there was right. a lot of you know drunks or scumbags or, or 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 just you know just mean people but he always was courteous but he kept his distance, you know, it's, you know, it's like a mean dog, you know, I mean.
0: That's just being, that's just being smart, right? Oh,
1: sure, sure.
0: like every feminine. We love them. Yeah. I can't say I like them all. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, sometimes I don't even like myself.
0: (laughs) Right, Exactly, right? But God calls us to love yeah, so that's why I say we love them, but we don't always like them. And look, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. And I, you know, you're not perfect. There's only one, one person that walked this earth perfect, and it's not me, it's not you, and it's yeah. not anybody else that's listening to us. So, mm-hmm. what I say to you is, but you can be perfect in your aspirations to grow. Yeah. Can be perfect in, in getting an in uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And that's my challenge to you as we wrap it up. I'm gonna give Dave the last word to take us out of here. And we will see you. Remember, this if you want to find us, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on uh, Breaker, <laughs> any podcast, Google Pod podcast, Apple Podcasts, you can find us black and white men talking. Dave, take us out.
1: All right, here's here's my last thought. I I'm gonna tell you something, Leslie. For you to do what you did to go into a a very awkward situation um, and to take that step, you are officially my hero for the day because let me tell you something, that takes courage, serious courage. And I'm proud of your daughter for challenging you and saying, hey, dad, you need to do this. And, And let me tell you, the rewards from that uh, just all the, the blessings that will come from that, I think we can't, we, you won't even be able to measure them. But I want to tell you, you are my hero for the day because that is an awesome act of courage. And that's what it's going to take in this world for us to really, you know, grow as, as men and as husbands and, and fathers and, and, and as families. And that's what we got to do for black and white men. We've got to do things just like you did. That example the best you could ever, ever do. I just, I just can't say enough. So hero, you're my hero, buddy.
0: Oh, thank you so much guys. Until next time, go start having conversations, go be uncomfortable. We'll see you on the next episode of black and white men talking podcast.